0: Hello, and thank you for selecting this episode of Rams Revealed. My name is J.B. Long, voice of the Los Angeles Rams. Coming up, we will be joined by second-year safety John Johnson. He and left tackle Andrew Whitworth are the two players featured in this podcast throughout the remainder of the 2018 season and hopefully deep into the playoffs. Coming up, we'll ask John about one of his passions away from football, film. And we'll also spend some time talking about his teammate Blake Countess. Plus, there's a guess question from a Rams coach dealing with cereal. But we start this show with our weekly segment, Five Minutes of Football. It comes first this week because the Rams have clinched the NFC West for the second consecutive year. And on Sunday, they'll have a chance to guarantee themselves a playoff bye if they can win in Chicago. So here is John Johnson III. All right, John, thanks for spending some time with us on this uh, beautiful day in Thousand Oaks as you look ahead to week 14. Uh, But let's review the win in Detroit. How did clinching in week 13 this year compare to what you experienced in Tennessee in week 16 last year? Oh, I mean, honestly, I I don't care. As long as we clinch, as long as we get it done, it could have been
1: week 10, week 16, week 17, whatever it may be. But um, it's a little different because I think after that game, I actually went home for Christmas uh, coach McVeigh gave us off, and I drove home. My coach from high school drove down 10 hours from Maryland to Tennessee, and I rolled back, so it was it was a fun time, unique time.
0: Now, you do realize that the Rams had not gone back-to-back in the division in my lifetime, much less yours, mm-hmm. right? So it's not as easy as this iteration of the Rams is making it look. You appreciate that, right? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. I heard, what, was since, like, the 70s or something? Seventy nine
0: was the last. Time yeah, I got so back I mean, to I was just I'm blessed.
1: Big Roger, we got the same agent. He told me, uh, he's you a lucky young bug, man. <laughs> All you
0: know is when I'm like, hey, I'm blessed. I can't I can't say much, but speaking kind of the emotions that I observed afterwards, it was almost like that was just the first check mark on a longer to do list this season, right? Whereas last year certainly was special to get back to the postseason for this franchise. Does this group have a sense that there's a lot more beyond?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know that Atlanta game, that Falcons game, we kind of felt like we let ourselves down. Like, we thought we were going way further than that. So now we're just trying to, like you said, take it one step at a time. We got the uh, NFC West now, and now we're getting that, seeking that first round by. So we got things that we slowly checking off and
0: getting to our goal. Sure, we'll look ahead to Chicago in just a moment. Like you said, that's the next thing uh, on the horizon for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, first, did you feel Aqib Talib's return to the lineup in the first half of the win over the Lions? Oh, I definitely felt it. Um, communication was there. It's kind of like,
1: I don't know if it was just because we were in Detroit, but kind of like the stadium was silent when we were out there. and The communication was there. Everything was at ease. And so he definitely made his impact in his first
0: game back. So how does that work? Because, I mean, he plays corner, right? So he's on the side of a field. How can a captain like that impact the communication across an entire defense so much? Well,
1: Mainly the secondary. Um, we got to communicate with the corners every play, no matter what it is. Um, so we just look, look to each other, we don't even have to say much, we signal to each other, head nod, anything. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just it was just seamless with him on the field.
0: And he's seen it all.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's seen not only a lot of football, but the coordinators, the head coaches, the combinations of both. So he's seen a
0: lot of football, he knows. You know, other than Corey Littleton, I, I don't know who has a better view mm-hmm. on what Aaron Donald is doing this season than you do. Can you give us a sense of what it looks like from your perspective? All right, so this is what it looks like. <laughs> Ball snap,
1: backpedal twice, sack, fumble, turnover, whatever it may be. Um, we don't have to do much on the back end when, when he's going. So, and it's a critical moment too. That's what the biggest thing about him is, it's, it's
0: crazy. I mean, that's what I actually did a study on that overnight. Like, you know, there's home run hitters who don't hit the clutch home runs, right? You yeah. know, they're just getting their numbers over the course of a season. Right. AD is doing it in the second half. He's doing it in the fourth quarter. He's Mm -hmm. doing it on third down. He's getting turnovers. I mean, it's special. I wonder as a defensive player, if anyone from that side of the football is going to win an NFL MVP ever again, do you feel like AD deserves consideration? Oh,
1: without a doubt, consideration. At least give him some consideration. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he won. If he keeps moving at the the rate he's moving and Mm -hmm. we end up going really, really far into the playoffs, I think, you. well, it'll be you know, over before but I think you got
0: to at least consider him, like you said. Right. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere on that defensive front, a uh, good game for Dante Fowler, uh, mm-hmm. stepping up and stopping the run in addition to what he does uh, rushing the quarterback. What's it like being around him in the short time that you've been together as teammates?
1: Oh, yeah. You could just see, I think he's getting comfortable, um, not just with like the scheme and stuff like that, but with the other guys on the field. Um, he's, he's one of us now, and you can you can really tell, like, in the locker room, on the field, he's, he's real comfortable now, so it's good to see him shine.
0: All right, now let's look ahead to Chicago. Prime time, it's going to be about 20 degrees, <laughs> under the lights, Ugh. chance to clinch a bye. What are your emotions like going to face the Bears? Um, honestly, it's just, it's just another game. I think I
1: thrive at night games. I don't know why. Ever since college, I, I like playing at night, so um, it'll be fun. It's Sunday night. I don't think we've played Sunday night since I've been here. Um, so I want to watch that TV copy here, Collinsworth and them talking. Uh, It'll be fun. It'll be
0: something people dream about their whole lives, especially me. Yeah. Back to back as you Mm -hmm. host the Eagles the following week. We'll get there when we get there, of course, but, um, potential to clinch a bye. You kind of mentioned that earlier in this podcast. Is that the next item on kind of the regular season checklist for the Los Angeles Rams?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the win is most important, but with that, win, we clinch a bye. you know, we could watch. The other guys beat up on each other during that wild card round. Yep. Um, we'll be resting, getting our bodies right, and um, game planning. So it, a bye is huge. You know, we didn't have it last year. And you saw what happened. So, I mean, yeah. just get another bye, get another
0: chance to rest. It'll be huge. All right. So that's five minutes of football. Obviously, everything we talk about is in some way related to your football life. But we want to make sure we reserve a little bit of time each week to review the week that was and the game that's upcoming. Uh, let's transition to more about you here and you are not just John you're John Johnson, the third, I'm a yep. third as well. Uh, tell us about the first and the second, if you don't mind.
1: Okay. Well, the first I, unfortunately I didn't meet my grandfather. Me neither. Okay. So, um, I'm hearing great, great things. He's a great man and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, my dad's a great man. So my dad, Junior, he's crazy. Uh, I'm and I'm just like him. So, I mean, the name I have an older brother, which is funny and he didn't get the name. So I don't know why that was a thing, but I got the name. So, I mean, it's just a it's a, it's a legacy. I don't know. I like it. I like being the third. You're
0: right. That usually goes to the firstborn, right? right. You continue the exactly. legacy. You never got an explanation as to I how that asked. passed to you. I should ask. All asked. right. We'll circle back on that. <laughs> uh, but Hyattsville, Maryland, is that what you call home? Kind of yes. in the Washington, D.C. area? Absolutely. Uh, what do you remember about growing up there?
1: Oh, I mean, middle class, I mean, not not too, it's a great area, I think, um, I haven't thought about moving back, you know, starting a family or anything, but I, would th- I wouldn't mind, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm five minutes from D.C., um, right on the border, I actually, my parents live in D.C. now, so I mean, it's kind of like interchangeable, um, the metropolitan area, it's, it's a lot of stuff to do, I actually
0: love D.C. a lot, I might be a little biased, because I've been there my whole life, but. It's definitely top three in my cities. No, I think it's wonderful too. Mm -hmm. In that region, who was your favorite football player growing up?
1: Um, I hate to say
0: well, in that region, it
1: had to be Sean Taylor, but I actually grew up a fan of another NFC East team. Okay. Um, so I gave the Redskins, you know, crap all the time, but Sean Taylor was that guy in that area for sure. And you liked? I liked the Cowboys. Because? My dad. Okay. How he became a fan, I don't know. He's from Georgia originally so How he became a fan, I don't know, but all I knew, seen, remember seeing was Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys.
0: Gotcha. So you inherited the third, and you inherited a love for the Cowboys growing up. Well, I don't want to say too much right now. All right, but Fair enough. enough.
1: When I retired, we, we could talk about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh, you might have heard in last week's uh, podcast, those in our audience, uh, our debut episode with Andrew Whitworth. And one of the things I asked of him is, how can we get to know you a little bit better through this exercise? Because mm-hmm. offense and defense kind of siloed within the facility at this mm-hmm. time of year as you go about your business. Um, he thought it would be a good idea to ask you about your love of film. And in fact, here's his question, and then I'll let you react to it. Well, I think, you know, if I had to start, I think sometimes, you know, you can really think about uh, what movies are are a big part of what a lot of people are made up of. You can kind of know, you know, a little something about them. So I think the way we should start it is let's ask J.J., what's his, you know, what's one of his favorite movies and why?
1: Okay, my favorite movie of all time is Paid in Full. And I think it came out like, what, 99, 2000? It's an older movie. Um, I know like every line to it. And I think I fell in love with the movie just because it was on Netflix for a little while. And I, I've seen it before college, but in college, you know, all I had was like free time. I watched Netflix. I'd watch that movie like all the time. Okay. So, sometimes like four times a week. Cause, like it was that bad. So I know every line. Sometimes it'd just be playing in the background while I'm doing something else. But
0: yeah, that's my favorite movie all the time. All right. So Wood Harris plays the yes. role of Ace. Mm-hmm. Is that your character? Is that why you liked it? Uh, I like Mitch. Okay. <laughs> Makai Pfeiffer. Yep. Mm hmm. How about most recently? Have you been to a theater lately? I have. Can you give us a movie review or a recommendation?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, the last movie that I saw, believe it or not, is uh, the wreck and Ralph movie, the sequel. <laughs> and it was, it was cool. I liked the first one. Uh, I think the first one was better. But um, it, it was cool. You know, it's a little, it's like a, I wouldn't say it's a kid's movie, but it has that kid feel to it. It kind of takes you back a little bit. And it was, this one was more like, like recent in, in this approach because mm-hmm. they talked about like the internet, social media, like it was a bunch of apps that they go on. They basically went to the internet. I think
0: it's called break Breaks the Internet or something You got like it, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was fun, it was funny. I now, do you go like Rotten Tomatoes style of rating where you give like a percentage or you do stars? Like how do you grade movies?
1: Well, I don't like Rotten Tomatoes too much. Um, they don't give enough credit to great movies, and I think they give too much credit to subpar movies, so I don't want to go Rotten Tomatoes with it. I, I can do stars. Okay, so what's the, the J.J. star rating? For Wreck-It Yeah. Oh, uh, I give it a three and a half. All right.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, not bad. And there might be a film career after football for you, as I understand, or maybe even during football. Yeah, hopefully. I'm I'm open to it. How did it
1: become a passion of yours? Well, I mean... I just, I've always found the camera when I was younger. I don't know how. Like, just home videos, it's all me. Like, all of my cousins, uncles, aunties, it's all me. So, I mean, I've always been in front of the camera. Um, I took a few classes in high school. I took, I think, one or two in college. And I just think my personality, it'll be an easy job Mm -hmm. acting on camera. Acting. I, I like, well, I'm. I'm not going. I don't have too much experience like filming and stuff, mm-hmm. but
0: I'd be open to that too. Maybe we should have done a video blog instead of a podcast. That might uh, have been more up your alley. Uh, as an East Coaster, any previous experience in California or Los Angeles and Hollywood specifically before you became a member of the Rams organization? I had. I'd only been to California
1: one time, and it was San Diego, and I was meeting a female friend. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I met her in Boston during school, and I came out here to visit her. So I mean, it was cool.
0: That's, that's all. Just San Diego, one time. All right. Mm-hmm. Dating in Los Angeles will be the next episode <sighs> of Rams Revealed with oh, John man. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely unrelated, your various hair colors this season. Mm-hmm. Let's get in a little bit in terms of your style. You're going pretty neutral now, pretty right. natural. Right. But we've seen green. Mm-hmm. We've seen bleach this year. Mm-hmm. Blonde, yep. Blonde. What else are we going with, and, and what leads to that? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's actually like just spare the moment just
1: i just go do it whatever i'm feeling i go do mm-hmm. it but um i've colored my hair before but i didn't go that crazy like it was like just a auburnish you know like a natural hair color um but yeah the blonde i i, I liked it i got good reviews from uh la as a whole and you know green that was just i I wanted actually darker green like closer to black mm-hmm. and it ended up like getting lighter as time went on but it was cool, too. It was just being different, you know.
0: And then you realize against an upcoming opponent, you had green hair. They right. had green uniforms, and right. that had to go. Mm-hmm. Am yeah, I right about that? Packers, absolutely. Green Bay Hawks. Yeah, yep, Packers could, it was. Yep. Interesting. Uh, how about the nose ring? That's another
1: thing. Uh, believe it or not, like, I wanted to get a face tattoo, but that's going way too far. My mom would probably. <laughs> I'd probably be gone from this earth if I did that. So I just did the nose ring just to, you know, I like it, it, looks cool, whatever. Then I double up, if you if you haven't noticed. Oh, the I got, stud next to it. Yeah, I, I got two of them. That. Yeah, so, I mean, okay. just something to do. Like, I'm real in the moment. Just go for it. So.
0: Okay, no tattoos on the face. How many total?
1: I mean, I don't know how many total because I have, like, I probably had eight sessions. Okay. But, yeah, different amounts during the times.
0: So. Great. Mm-hmm. Wrapping up here with uh, John Johnson the third on this edition of Rams Revealed. Let's take some time to talk about a teammate and one of your best friends in this locker room, Blake Countess. Yes, sir. Who, in the win over the Lions, recovered an onside kick. He mm-hmm. continues to do some of those little things that help your team win. What's Blake like as a person?
1: Oh, man, he's he's kind of like me. Uh, it has been a lot of times where we'll both say something at the same time or we'll both be thinking something, or I've said it before he said it. We're kind of like the same. I think he's more um, chill with his, though. He's not as loud and just out there with it. but. We're pretty much the same person, honestly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you say about who he is on the field and the role that he picks up for the Los Angeles Rams? He's a he's a I
1: say he's a captain in his own world. Honestly, um, he's taking special teams to a whole another level. He's out there. He's the personal protector on punt. You know, he's front line holding down on kickoff return. I think he played He played Gunner last year. he had been moved around. He can play pretty much every spot. He went to returner this year. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just lead by example, do it all, um, doesn't ask for much, low-maintenance, hard-working guy that you would love to have on your team, anybody would love.
0: And if there's a block pun on the ground, he's, gonna he's going to find it. He's going to find it and score. And it. score. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we joked around about sure. that. Uh, we continue with our guest questions. Uh, thanks to Julia for tracking down uh, Coach Evro Last minute to get this submission, it's called the Coach's Challenge. So we asked someone that you work with on a day-to-day basis who might know you better than I do to submit a question to give us some insight as to who you are. Uh, and Coach E asks, uh, John, why do you always eat your cereal with milk even though you are lactose intolerant? Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh man. Why is that so funny? Oh man. Or do I want to know?
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's documented that I'm lactose intolerant. I just think, you know, the That's an unofficial diagnosis right. you're telling uh, me? Uh, okay. I think everyone in the D B room has diagnosed <laughs> me with being lactose intolerant. But um that's funny. Uh, to answer this question, I say because it tastes good, Why I'm supposed to put in there water, like I guess I can have like lactose milk or like the whatever it's called, oh, lactate, or milk or, or something. But I didn't grow up on that. I grew up whole milk, and we don't even have that here. So,
0: What's your go-to cereal? Oh, that's tough. Here or period? Anywhere.
1: I like Fruity Pebbles anywhere, but here I get Corn Pops or Apple Jacks. Can you play on Fruity Pebbles, like game day? Oh, definitely. Really? I definitely. I grew up, like, if there <laughs> wasn't cereal in my house, cereal and milk, like, i let my mom and dad have it. All right. <laughs>
0: Final question for the allegedly lactose intolerant John Johnson, and it comes from our audience. A fan question. Dom asks "Uh, John, your rookie season was nothing short of amazing. Looking back now, what are things you would say you're even better at today in 2018? And what are areas you still think you can improve?
1: Hmm. Um, Something that I'm better at is just diagnosing and anticipating, like before the play happens, you know, just seeing formations. From film, study, motions, they dictate what an offense is going to do. Down the distances, they dictate what an offense is going to do. So just being a student of the game helped me play a lot faster. And then um, what was the second part of the question?
0: Something that you still think you can improve? Something that I still can improve.
1: Uh, i say my eyes, just being disciplined with my eyes. Um, You know, deaf people can play football, but those who are blind can't. So, I mean, it's just use your eyes to your advantage. That's... Eyes is, are huge in this game, you know, just being disciplined, reading your keys, seeing a little to see a lot, not seeing a lot, and missing something small. So I think my eye discipline can be a lot better. Seeing a little to
0: see a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you, Don, for the question, and thank you, John, for your answer. Anything for big wit as we circle back to next week's episode of Rams Revealed? Would you like to lob a question back his way? Just to review, he asked you for your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. What would you like to know about the left tackle? Um... Besides being from Louisiana, what made you go to LSU? Okay, great. Yeah, it's bowl season right at the college level, so that's a good transition here in the month of December. Uh, John, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Your debut episode of Rams Revealed. We're looking forward to this run, uh, and good luck against the Chicago Bears. You play well under the lights, like you said. I appreciate it. Hopefully.